0: business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. Welcome to Thrive Thursday with Dr. Yishai. This week on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, I sat down to chat with Michael Coles, former chairman and CEO of The Great American Cookie Company, former chairman, CEO, and board member of Caribou Coffee, and, among many other accomplishments, author of Time to Get Tough, How Cookies, Coffee, and a Crash Led to Success in Business and Life. You got a double dose of insight this week because our conversation was so packed and full of value. On Insight Sunday we discussed the road and meaning of success and what differentiates between the road of failure and the road of success. On Insight Tuesday, we talked about the importance of communication and listening in leadership and business and Michael's formula to create an amazing customer experience. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to episodes 79 and 80 to learn from an incredible entrepreneur, leader, world record holder, and highly sought after speaker. Today, I'm diving deeper into why customer experience matters and my thoughts on Michael's formula. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a six or seven plus figure business and experience a drag or dip in your growth, if you notice diminishing engagement or passion in your business, if you want to eliminate exhaustion and burnout in yourself or your team's. If you sense that you or your company would grow faster and stronger, if you could just pivot efficiently and effectively when circumstances change like they had so much in 2020, then you've got an adaptability problem. Adaptability coaching and consulting will give you and your business the psychology and neuroscience-backed tools to understand and leverage core adaptability skills through the unique 3D adaptation framework. You can learn to harness and leverage core adaptability skills to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to turn tough circumstances, reactions, and exhaustion into energy, excitement, and excellence for you and your company. To learn more, go to drishai.com slash coaching or drishai.com slash consulting. And now, without further ado, let's dive into why customer experience matters. So since the pandemic, about a month in or a couple of months in, My wife and I take morning walks on a really regular basis. And on occasion, as we're walking around our neighborhood, we'll visit the Starbucks nearby. Now, there was a while that I was getting Starbucks. Right now, I really enjoy making coffee on my own at home. But there was one day that we walked over there, and I usually kind of hang out outside while she goes inside to grab her coffee. And she comes out, and she seems really excited, and like she had a really great time there. And I'm really curious, what's gone on? What's different? What makes her so happy today as opposed to other days? And one thing that she really pointed out was that the barista remembered her, remembered her drink, and struck up a bit of a conversation. And since then, on a pretty regular basis, when she goes there, she gets some conversation. If she orders something out of the ordinary for her, something different. There's a bit of a comment or a little bit of a back and forth and conversation. It's almost as if the barista is really paying attention to what it is that my wife enjoys. And of course, on that day, my wife came out and she was really excited about that. She felt a little bit like a celebrity. She felt like she was important. And it's something that this week, Michael shared that for some people, the highlight of our day is when we walk into a place and we get recognized. That moment of recognition. For some people, the highlight of our day is going to get our morning coffee and having somebody remember us, strike up a conversation, or pick up a conversation where we left off last time. And of course, in this context, my wife is a customer. And ironically, a customer of Starbucks, whereas Michael, of course, was the CEO of Caribou Coffee and they competed with Starbucks. And so it's interesting to think that decades later, a long time after Michael really guided Caribou to creating a customer experience that was really memorable, that it's something that my wife is now experiencing at a Starbucks. And it's really connected to Michael's formula for customer experience, or what he really likes to call the experience factor. So his formula is P plus E plus S equals EF, which again, Michael spoke about this week in our conversation. And what that really boils down to is the product plus the environment that the customer experiences as they're getting that product, plus the service that they experience in that environment. That's what really creates the total experience factor. And one of the things that he mentions is any company that doesn't really focus on an improve and ensure the quality of all three of those things, the output, that experience factor is going to be different. Whether it's the environment, meaning the bathrooms, the chairs, the tables, that it's not clean, or it is the service, that it's inconsistent, that the product may be inconsistent, or the quality of the product may not be great, the length of time or the expected weights that the service is not great, or that they don't experience consistently a smile, someone really engaging with them, caring about them. All of that really contributes to the experience. And according to this formula, that experience is the reason that somebody comes, not necessarily the first time, but the second, the third, the fourth. The repeat customer, somebody who's a fan a regular or a consistent buyer, a consistent client, a user, who keeps coming back again and again, that's where ultimately the greatest value and the greatest return lies for a business. And that's what makes the experience factor so important. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the underpinnings, the psychological, emotional underpinnings, motivational underpinnings, for why someone would choose or would not choose. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about what I call the experience expectation principle, which is that our past experience informs our future expectations. And then those expectations tend to inform a lot of our behaviors. So this connects actually to the work of Albert Bandura. In the 1980s and then through the 90s and 2000s, Albert Bandura and people who followed him, researchers who followed his work, came up with this concept called social learning. And the social learning theory later also expanded to the social cognitive learning theory, and then the social career theory. All of this really includes a number of different components, and ultimately it boils down to the following. Our expectations about what the outcome will be have a great tendency to inform what our goals are what behaviors we decide, whether we choose to try even to do something or not. And it's been shown to very much be the case in a lot of different arenas, from sports to school to careers. If we expect that when we try to do something, it will fail or we're not going to have a good experience, then we're very likely to be demotivated. We're very likely to not set that goal. We're very likely not to engage in the behaviors, and we're very likely to give up much sooner than if we anticipate or expect or believe that the outcome will be positive. And when we believe the outcome will be positive, we're much more likely to set goals, to persist, to engage in what's called goal-directed behavior, engaging in behaviors that try to move us towards those goals. But one thing that I think is really important to acknowledge and recognize is that Our expectations are not created in a vacuum. They're not just created out of thin air. Our brains don't just spontaneously create those kinds of expectations, which are ultimately a kind of prediction, from nothing. Instead, those expectations are often created from past experiences, whether that's direct experience that we've had or observations, moments that we've seen or heard stories of others or it comes from other people sharing their perspective, their expectations, their experiences, or stories that they heard. In case you're wondering, this is why word of mouth and storytelling, both great stories and really not so great stories, or negative experiences and positive experiences, are such powerful currency when it comes to marketing. In fact, the most Viral marketing, the most impactful marketing is word of mouth. Now, it can be hard to generate or create that. And it certainly can be difficult to create it with intention. And that's what coming back to the experience factor and the expectation principle, the customer's experience in the moment will create their expectation for the future. That's the experience expectation principle. And then with that expectation in the future, they are likely to set goals that are based on those expectations. So to break it down into a really simple, easy example, let's say you go to order food from a restaurant and they get your order wrong. It's 45 minutes late. And when they say they deliver it, they call you up and say, why aren't you here to pick it up? So the service is not great. The product is not great. And the environment also not great. Which means the experience factor, surprise, surprise, is not going to be particularly positive. It may be quite negative. In addition to that, this experience will inform future expectations. If it's the first time somebody's ordered from this restaurant, even if it came recommended from somebody, that may really affect how they view, perceive, anticipate what they expect they are going to get next time. Now, that doesn't mean that we are all doomed if or when a first impression goes awry. There are opportunities to make additional impressions. However, it's really important to recognize that the experience forms expectations. And again, we can accumulate more and more experience so that if you order from a restaurant and 50 times that you order, it turns out that it has a great product, it tastes wonderful, it's really enjoyable the service is as expected, is pretty good. The timing is pretty good. And the environment, they either deliver it or they cultivate a space where you enjoy the experience, even if you're just going to pick it up during these times. Whatever that is, your experience, if you have 50 times that it's really great, then the 51st time If it isn't the best, if let's say there's service lags, or maybe they mix up an order, you may be to some degree a bit more forgiving. And in fact, there is a psychological principle around that, which is to say that when we have a behavior, a choice that we've made that's reinforced, we get the outcome or the result that we want, we're likely to keep doing that behavior, such as ordering from our favorite restaurant. And if one time, or even potentially a couple of times. We don't get what it is that we want. Our behavior doesn't create the result that we were expecting or wanting or desiring. It does not mean that we will immediately or automatically or forever extinguish or get rid of that behavior. It can take even a few times sometimes more than just a few times. And of course, that can vary from person to person and from the experience to the experience. Some experiences might be so terrible that you're just not willing to risk it. Other times, you may be willing to continue giving it a shot, even if it's repeatedly not the best or inconsistent. And so that psychological principle of what's called behavioral extinction What that tells us is that one experience, if you have previous experiences that really reinforced a behavior that was, in this case, we'll talk about it as a positive experience factor, that all those outcomes were really a positive or pleasant experience, then one may not override 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 other experiences. Though if it is an early experience, it may well have a greater impact. For example, The first time you go to a restaurant, if it's a terrible service or the food doesn't taste good or they get your order wrong, especially if they don't correct or address that, then it may leave a bitter taste, as it were, in your mouth. And you may not be interested in trying it out again. If it's a place that you frequented, you may be a bit more forgiving. So again, that experience expectation principle isn't just... For every circumstance, it's more impactful at the beginning for first experiences, and later on, it may be buffered by positive experiences. And so it's really important to understand and consider that there are a number of different factors that really contribute to that. So taking all of that together, what's the reason that experience factor matters so much and leads or lends itself to clients, customers, or users continuing to come back? Well, the experience factor, drawing on everything that we've been talking about today, it sets up the expectation. And it's important to understand or to create expectations that are consistent, that are positive, that lend themselves or lead people because of the experience they have to then have expectations for the future that the product, that the service that you provide will get them what it is that they are seeking, and will do that in a helpful, positive way. And when they have that expectation, those expectations are going to lend themselves to people continuing to engage in behaviors that are oriented towards the goal of meeting those needs, or solving those issues or problems, or getting the services from you. Because the past experience creates the future expectation The expectation forms the basis of creating a goal. The goal orients the person to behave in a specific way, which is to engage or be a repeat user, customer, or client. And that ends up leading itself to you're getting repeat clients over and over and over again. It's also important on the other side of that to recognize That when a client, a user, or a customer, or potential, especially a potential client, user, or customer who hasn't had those experiences yet, when they get in contact with your business, everything they're experiencing with respect to your business is a first experience, a first contact, a first outcome, a first result, a first set of needs that are or are not met. And those first experiences are going to be the only information they have up until that point to formulate their expectations. Of course, if they have heard stories or they have seen or had other experience before this first contact, like if a friend was raving to them about what you do, then they'll have some experience on which to begin formulating their expectations. And that's what this is really about. The experience forms the expectations. Expectations lend themselves to creating goal oriented behavior. And that behavior becomes the client or customer's behavior in terms of whether they choose to engage with you and your product or service. So, this has a couple of really relevant implications. One is if you want your customers to be repeat customers who keep coming back to you for more, then it's really important. To pay attention to the experience they have and understand that it forms their expectations, which then creates their goals, which then forms a lot of their decision making process and then their behaviors. Second, it's really important to highlight that the experience people have then forms the basis for their own story. And that story is something that, when it's noteworthy, they will share. And that can cut. Either way, it can either be a noteworthy experience that they are a raving fan of what you do, how you do it, what it's like to work with you, or it can be an experience where they are really not okay with, unhappy, angry, dissatisfied, disappointed, frustrated, and all of that may get communicated or shared with others. Those stories become the experience the expectations that others start to have for you and your company. And in the words of Jeff Bezos, a brand is what people say when you're not in the room, which I interpret as it's the experience they have, the stories they tell, and how they share that with others. Companies and leadership that really pay attention to this are the companies and leadership that are constantly looking to serve their potential clients and their clients even better And it's that constant growth, that constant searching for greater, for more, for better ways of serving their customer, of meeting their needs, and taking care of them, that really makes all the difference. So, swinging back around, on the walk that my wife and I had this very morning, even if we didn't go to Starbucks, you can bet we talked about it, because those experiences turned into our expectations which are now part of our routines, which is how Starbucks made a fan in my wife. And by the way, similar principles may very well be at play when it comes to the people who work in your company, the people that you lead, the people that you hire, or the people who you employ, which I'm looking forward to diving deeper into with you guys next week.